0: Another special bonus edition of the Music City Mania podcast, the wrestling podcast that is for the fans, by the fans. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking out this review of SummerSlam, whether you're listening on Sunday night or on Monday I um, hope that you enjoyed the show. and We're going to tell you what we think. Um, I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. With me is our resident Andy expert, the host of the Dorks Next Door podcast. Andy York is in the house. What is up, man? Doing good, man. Just watched a great
1: pay-per-view, so I'm, I'm very excited. to Talk about it.
0: What was the last thing you said to me before we came upstairs oh, I to hear? I have to
1: eat some crow, man, because I said last night when we recorded the takeover, I said, takeover would be better than Summerslam, and I—I I really don't. It, they may have been equal, but I think Summerslam was better. I think Summerslam was—it was a great,
0: great show, and I was like thoroughly impressed with it. Absolutely, uh, and we're going to talk about all of the action from Summerslam, and we'll probably start from the best and go on down because, quite frankly, the end was the best, and then it kind of worked its way backwards to the beginning. But that's okay. Um, but follow us all over social media. We are at Music City Mania on all the platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat also we're available on SoundCloud iTunes Google Play and on YouTube so check us out there and just a reminder um, as we wind down the Music City Mania podcast we will have one more show for you coming up this Friday one more for the road as they say and we'll reveal some details about what is coming in the future Um, and can't wait to for you guys to hear that and to be a part of that but let's get on to SummerSlam let's just start at the end man Seth Rollins regaining the universal championship and one of the longer brock lesnar matches we have seen in quite some time
1: yeah i think it's the it's probably the longest brock match i can remember yeah um it was a really and it was really great brock was in because i think a lot of the times like he can get winded pretty quick Yeah, but in this match he he seemed to like keep he did his not own. seem winded you're yeah. right um he was able to kind of push through and like was able to do things so it was a, it was a really great match um one of my biggest concerns and biggest worries about it was that it was going to kind of be a normal, like, status quo Brock match of German, 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 F5, 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 and then, you know, maybe Seth gets, like, three curb stomps in again and then wins. Um, but he only hit, what was it, one F5?
0: Um, yeah, because he went for the second one, and that's when Seth countered.
1: Yeah, so, well, he went for one outside the ring to hit him into the... To the, the post, post, and he pushed him into that, and then he went to hit another one, and that's when he countered for for the final fall. Um, but yeah, it was, for a Brock match, this is probably one of the best Brock matches I've seen um, probably since his match with AJ uh, yep. and with Daniel Bryan. I think this was probably his one of his better matches for sure.
0: I'm trying to look up the time here, and I haven't seen it posted yet. Um, I don't know that it, it probably went up to 18 minutes. I think I'm,
1: it went 20-plus. You think it went 20? Yeah. Because
0: I know the AJ match went 18 um but i don't know exactly what this one went yet i'm looking at a bunch of articles but i haven't seen anything um but yeah nonetheless man i'd read a a rumor floating around that they were actually going to have a match that yeah. seth and brock were actually going to have a match and it happened yeah. I, I was i was pleasantly surprised i kind of uh it kind of seemed to me that way whenever the match started and the way that they kind of <laughs> went at it um, and Brock was going for the ribs. I know he normally does those kind of moves, but it just seemed like it was uh, going to be a little bit different, and then he started throwing the Germans, and Seth countered and landed on his feet yeah. and hit that curb stomp out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh. It was weird because we were talking about the dynamic of Seth getting booed coming out, and it kind of being a Canada thing, but they immediately got on his side when he was countering those German suplexes.
1: Yeah, but by the end of the match, because he was even like... When they showed him backstage, he was getting like massive boos, Mm -hmm. like massive boos. And then even when Bret Hart came up and shook his hand, um, it was kind of like, yeah, we know what you're trying to do, but it's not going to work. Right. And then his entrance and he was getting booed. And and Brock, when he came out, he wasn't like Brock didn't really get a reaction of boos or cheers. But during the match, it was like half and half suplex city, Mm -hmm. burn it down chance. But by the end of the match, the entire I think the entire crowd for the most part was fully behind Seth. And that's just that's what like that's what happens when. You let Seth Rollins, who is one of the best wrestlers in the world, when you let him do his stuff um, and you don't worry about putting him in stupid love angles or if he can can keep his own mouth shut on Twitter – You know he he's able to do stuff and he's able to get the fans back on his side and he proved
0: that tonight for sure. Right, and he definitely has a big mouth on Twitter. That's for sure. As long as he can keep his mouth shut, the thing is, is he can back it up. Yeah, and he proved it tonight. Yeah, he really did. I don't care what anybody says. And I
1: think I think Brock deserves a lot of the credit too. Yes, Um, because Brock sold like crazy tonight. Brock sells so Um, great, and And he he like. He um he did a lot of stuff of like that he normally doesn't do. So like mm-hmm. with uh, Seth and his ribs being taped up, he picked him up by the tape and oh slung gosh. him around like forever. It's crazy. Um, it was a great spot. Seth hits the curve, uh, the uh, frog splash through the announce table. Um, so like Brock really like put himself out there to get Seth over mm-hmm. again, and it really really worked, and it made Seth. Feel this 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 win was a much bigger deal than his WrestleMania win. You think so? Um, because his his WrestleMania win, he didn't really he won it, but he didn't really win it. If that makes sense, because right. he won by the he hit three low blows and then or a
0: one low blow, blow and three then three curb stomps, yep.
1: and it was like, and that's like, yeah, you won. It's the start off the night, but you didn't really like, you, you're you not really the Beast like because you didn't really beat him. Like, you beat right. him, but you kind of cheated to beat him. Here, right. he straight up went clean, and so, it so and made think, him feel like a bigger you deal. You think this
0: one was a bigger deal I than do. Mania? I do.
1: I really do. Yeah, hmm. I think this was a bigger deal for him. Um, because it, I think there was more on the line, because he yeah. wasn't... Before WrestleMania, he was really over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now he's kind of cooled off a lot, and I think now, given he's in the right storyline and feud after this, I think it could really pick him up and really set him off for the future, for sure. So
0: you think them taking the title off of him do you think it was more to try to and I'm not sure which way I I'm, I may actually lean both ways on this I'm not sure how I would answer it that's why I'm throwing it to you so I don't have to answer it um, do you think that them taking the title off of Seth was more to kind of restart Seth try to gain that momentum back or do you think it was merely to go ahead and take the money in the bank briefcase from Brock
1: I think it was to get Seth back. I really do, because I think the entire... I think Brock winning Money in the Bank... Was because Seth didn't Really get the best He got a great reaction At Wrestlemania But after that it, He cooled off super quick Because he mm-hmm. went into um, The the feud of, of the century With Baron Corbin Because right. that's a great feud Everyone wanted to see Right um, So like he He cooled well, off with Money, that
0: At Money in the Bank though He hadn't entered that feud yet Money right. in the Bank It was him and AJ Right And
1: uh, Yeah and that was That was a great start from them Sure Um. And so I don't know If it I think it's, it may have started off With them wanting The, the belt on Brock Just to kind of have That looming threat Which I loved Yeah that they Did that, but then I think it slowly turned into okay. We got to get Seth back over. Like we got to get Seth back over, and he needs to get an actual win over Brock. Yeah, um, which is a big deal, and it's something that he can hold over people like Roman and like all these other like individual like AJ and Daniel Bryan who like never who had chances to beat Brock and they didn't have they didn't actually do it. Yeah, so I think it's a great opportunity. I think this is why this match was so important is because one gets the fans behind him again it shows that he can do what he like he can do mm-hmm. and it shows that he's the top guy and he should yep. be and we i've said this for a long time i think he should have been in, in Roman's spot and in the top guy spot for since the shield broke up right um and so i think he's finally getting to come into his own and finally able to do that
0: which i mean you obviously hindsight's 2020 and you can't book after his injury exactly but yeah i think if his injury hadn't happened, it would have been that way. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, because he would have main evented WrestleMania 32. And he would have, you know, gone on or, you know, whatever. But the injury happening, because he was the champion at that time. And yeah. he was having a great run as a heel champion. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say he would have gotten dethroned at 32 by Roman. It would have been Roman Seth at 32.
1: Yeah. I Well, I think the initial the initial plan I, I may be wrong because this, this was a while ago sure um, but I think the initial plan was for the Triple H Seth match that happened at Wrestlemania 32
0: Oh, um, so I
1: think he was probably in all honesty going to drop it at that Survivor Series where Roman ended up winning it and losing it to Sheamus that may have been the plan all along for him to lose it to mm. Roman and then Sheamus cashes in and then that goes for whatever yeah. down the line and then you can set up you know Triple H kind of turning his back on Seth for losing the title and right. then that sets up that um but I, and I told you this beforehand, and I think now I I don't know if I want to see it or not. I think he was in such a weird place that if this match with Brock didn't work, you would have almost had to have turned him heel. Yeah. Um. And so now he's able to be a babyface again, and you know is able to kind of pick up where his his last WWE championship where he had to give it up to injury because he wanted again for like 10 seconds and then ambrose, and ambrose cashed Brady. in yep. and then he won at wrestlemania but his brain wasn't the besides the aj match his reign wasn't really the best mm-hmm. um, so i think this is a great like start over and refresh for him
0: i think so too um and i'm in definitely in the minority where i didn't hate what they were doing with him obviously didn't love it um they could have been doing better stuff i didn't hate it though um because you know you look at title reigns through the years you look at Shawn michaels title reign through 1996 and they didn't do great stuff with him you know he had to get in there and beat and wrestle vader and it was you know not good and he had to you know fight through a power outage at a pay-per-view to try to wrestle you know british bulldog so stuff like that um you know guys are gonna have bad title reigns and it just it it is what it is and Seth is no different. Um so I didn't hate what they were doing with him, but regardless, I'm glad that he got this win back over Brock. I didn't think I thought this was about equal from his mania moment only because it was mania. Yeah. And it was, you know, Paul Heyman coming out and saying, if we're not going on last, we're going on first. Yeah. And everybody's like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then Seth beats him.
1: Yeah. I think the moment may have like WrestleMania moment yes. may have been better, but I think overall beneficial for Seth Rollins. I think this win was much more beneficial than yep. than that win. Um because I mean even though SummerSlam's not definitely not as big of a pay per view as WrestleMania, the last few SummerSlams have been the better pay per view compared to WrestleMania. Sure. And yeah. so I think this was like a really big moment because last year at SummerSlam, uh, Roman Reigns beat Brock. Brock. And even though he he won it clean, but not really because of the, the Strowman interference, things like that. Yeah. But now here, Seth Rollins had no help at all, mm-hmm. won clean. And so I think this is a great start. The only thing is, I don't know who he's going to start a feud with now, unless it's with like Drew McIntyre or something, which I think that would be fantastic. And uh, throw Drew in the mix so Drew, Drew not being on on SummerSlam card kind of made me a little upset because I think well, he's one of those guys that definitely should.
0: Well, you know, I think also that um, you know if you run Shane McMahon off, you know, kind of like Kevin Owens, you know, beat him tonight, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but if you take Shane away for a little while, that opens up Drew McIntyre to be able to come back. Yep. And that's a great feud for Seth. What if Seth comes out on Raw tomorrow night? and he's cutting his promo, you know, how you know it's probably going to start. And He's right. cutting his promo about how he's a champ. And then Johnny Gargano's music hits.
1: That would be awesome, and I would I would freak out for that. I don't know if he's the type of guy that they would put right into a main event feud as soon as it gets on the roster.
0: I mean, what better way to get him over?
1: Right, yeah. And they did it with Kevin Owens. Right. They threw him in with Cena. Um. I don't know. I'd love it. I would absolutely love it. The
0: place would go. No, but it, would go, but it would go crazy. What? No, um, I, I don't know. I don't I, think it's going to happen. I, yeah. I, just, that's just my wild imagination be, that great. I'm like, oh my gosh, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that's going to happen. But you
1: did just get Seth back over with the fans, and do you really want to put him back in the ring with, with Gargano and, and let him go?
0: I know. That's so. true. That's true. Maybe Gargano interrupts AJ tomorrow night. That would be cool. Because AJ. If he interrupts Daniel Bryan
1: on Tuesday night or something like that, that would be great.
0: That would be cool. Um, So, the other really awesome thing that happened tonight was the debut of The Fiend. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Like, I'm sure that it is all over social media. There are going to be gifts that are everywhere with Finn Balor's reaction when yeah. the lights come on. Yeah. That was perfect.
1: Both Finn Balor played the part really well. He did. It was he great. played the part really, really well. Cause I think most of the time he's on the other end when he comes out as the demon and then like you see the other person like freaked out. So like it was kind of reversed on him. Yeah. And so it was done really well. Um and I tweeted this out during the match. I was like the fiend just became my favorite thing. Like yeah. the fiend might just be my favorite wrestler right now. Um, it's it's great
0: and what's good about it is they didn't lose they didn't lose who Bray Wyatt is right in this whole thing right he got a a facelift no pun intended (laughs) um he got a you know resurgence of a character but they didn't lose the original Bray Wyatt exactly which I love
1: yeah and I love that like he's such a character guy that he didn't lose. Like he was still going through like character moments during the match of like trying to fight within himself and like having mm-hmm. to put the gloves up on his face to like talk to him and things like that. Like mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah. Um his his new ring, like his new entrance music is probably the greatest WWE remake oh of gosh. all time and remix of all time. It's Crazy. fantastic. So good. Um yeah, it's just everything about his character, everything about his debut, I think is f- truly and only from him i think this is his complete like recreation of Mm -hmm. it and if they let him continue to do his own thing this could be the best thing and this could be a mix of mankind and undertaker and this may be the chance for like and i don't mean this in a disrespectful way because i love the undertaker Uh, this may be a good way to kind of like let the undertaker just kind of ride off into the sunset because now he doesn't have to be that that iconic thing anymore That just keeps showing the up Yeah, scary thing Yeah it, it's, The Fiend is there now yeah. Like he can do it Because even after the match Like the, after the match When he's like Back up the ramp And looking And like the lights Are like flashing And all that It's, it's just fantastic sure. stuff It's great stuff
0: uh, One of the things I said last night When we were talking About The Fiend um, Was that I feel like He's more Papa Shango Than The Undertaker Yeah Which is cool Papa Shango wasn't as cool Because it was just Freaky for that time Exactly And he wasn't a great wrestler <laughs> Bray Wyatt knows how to tell a story. Yeah. And he's a really good wrestler he is. and he's over. Um and he's great on the mic. So you give him that opportunity, you give him that spotlight and yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You don't need you don't need the Undertaker as much. Right. Um, but I do think there's some they're somewhat similar, but they're also very different. Yeah. Which is totally fine. Yeah. Because a lot of people had said, especially leading up to the WrestleMania thirty one match, that Bray was the next Undertaker. Right. Well nobody's really gonna feel that shadow. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: But I think I think Bray could, quote, feel it, but in his own way. He's not going to be like like the thing that I think has hurt Dolph Ziggler the most is he's been compared to like Shawn Michaels so much. Mm-hmm. And I think that really has hurt his character toward now. Bray's like, I'm, he's like The Undertaker in the way that he's like a creepy character at times, mm-hmm. but he's his own thing. And I think that works really, really well. I would love it if we got at like WrestleMania this year or something like that, or even at Survivor Series this year, if we got kind of like a passing of the torch with The Undertaker and The Fiend, which I think should have happened. At that WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been much bigger if somebody like Bray Wyatt would have beaten the streak instead of somebody like Brock Lesnar, you know. Right. I think that would have been a great thing. But I, I really think The Fiend is going ahead, and as long as Vince doesn't screw it up, I think The Fiend is going to be the best thing in wrestling for a long, long time.
0: I think so. I mean, you look at guys like Chris Jericho, who has set the wrestling business on fire, uh, but nobody has really set WWE on fire, I would argue, since AJ came. Yeah, AJ was that. really the last one that has set WWE on fire and made it made it to where somebody's going to say, I have to see this. Right. Like, I have to see what AJ's yeah. doing. AJ, John Cena, you know, all those matches that they had. I got to see. He's finally in WWE. So I think Bray is the next coming of that thing.
1: And I think the reason why, because I think like SummerSlam was completely sold out, yeah. which is like... The last couple like pay-per-views and shows, they've been struggling to get people to kind of show up. Especially house shows. Yeah. Here, like SummerSlam was completely sold out. And I think a lot of that was just to see the debut of The Fiend. Sure. I think most of it. The only reason why I would have gone is to see The Fiend. Right. Because the rest of the card seemed like a good card, but it's not. It wasn't like the the best thing in the world. But I would have gone to see The Fiend because it's Mm -hmm. a brand new character. And it's something that has been built for months now that Mm -hmm. hasn't lost any steam at all. And it's just been it's been great stuff from
0: from Bray. Well, it's because they haven't overdone it either you know they've really kind of sprinkled it in different weeks and yep. you know not had something new every single week and not had him on every single yeah. week
1: and even like he got me to care about stupid puppets showing up in the background in mm-hmm. backstage segments and it was mm-hmm. like nobody could do that except bray wyatt and it works so well, well and
0: i feel like not only that but right leading up to his debut on raw he wasn't on there for a while. Yes, the puppets were showing up, but not everybody saw that. Right, exactly. So it made you kind of forget about him, and then all of a sudden he debuts and and like, what just happened? (laughs) Um, You know, you're going to see a lot of gifts as well online. I just happened to think of this, of Doink the Clown and, and, you know, all that. Meth is a terrible drug. That was the best one. (laughs) Um, uh, So, I mean, I think Bray is... Man, I don't know. Like you said, he's probably going to be the hottest thing in wrestling for a while as long as they let him do his thing. Right. Um, I don't know where he goes from here. It's one of those things where he definitely doesn't need a title right now. He just needs to be.
1: He's one of those guys that could just sh- keep showing up each week, not necessarily having to have a match, and yeah. just like beating people up. Yeah, I'd love to see him just beat like up Man- legends every single well, week. It's like
0: it's like mankind used to do. Yeah, when mankind debuted, you know, he did the same thing. He just yeah. showed up and mandible clawed people, and I think it's ironic that the fiend is using that finish.
1: Yeah, and I think it's I think it's really cool that the first like legend, besides Finn Balor, the first legend he attacked was Mick Foley. Right, and I think that really says a lot because Mick Foley is always looking to put somebody over, even still. Yeah, and so I think. He He was like all for it. And I probably the conversation was like, hey, can I use the mandible claw? And he was like, of course you can. Definitely you can use it. Yeah. And so I think it works. And it works for the character because we were like, the Mandible Claw is such a weird finish, and you're like, because he's a weird character. Exactly. And it fits,
0: and it works really well. It does. Um, the other thing that we kind of talked about that everybody was seemingly disappointed on as we move on throughout the SummerSlam card was the WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton ending in a double count-out finish with Kofi Kingston seemingly snapping like AJ Styles did last year with Samoa Joe. So, very similar finish there. A pretty good match leading up to that, though. Um I I said that I'm okay with the finish only because I know they're going to hell on a cell. Right. It just makes sense that this feud's going to go on for two more months, and they're going to hell on a cell.
1: Yeah, I just feel like SummerSlam though is a place where you don't kind of just start a feud. You could though. You could. Yeah. It just they they did this with with Joe and with AJ last year, and I hated the finish last year for mm-hmm. that. Um, oh, I loved it because it kind of Well, it kind of just takes away from the actual match itself. Yeah, That it should have. It, it, it um, does. And especially the story they've been telling. I love... This was probably my favorite story going into SummerSlam because it's like an authentic, genuine story. Nobody wrote this up. Yeah. Like, this happened for like 11 years ago. 10, 11 years. 10, 11 11 yep. years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a story that you can't make up, that you can't yeah. just come up with. And so, you know, I, I really enjoyed the story. Randy Orton's one of those guys that like... When he when he actually cares and when he wants to be good, he's actually a really good wrestler. Yeah, like he's a really good wrestler. He's one of the greatest of all times, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of showed that tour like in this match at times, Um, but the the finish was just because he didn't even do anything to Kofi's kids. He just kind of like looked at them. Well, the
0: thing with me is that his kids. And correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't watched every promo they've had. I don't think his kids have been introduced in the story until tonight. Yeah, this would have made more sense. Had he brought his kids up before.
1: Yeah, and I, I I haven't caught every promo either, so I don't know if he did. Um, but they didn't. If, if he did, I feel like the commentary team would have mentioned
0: that. Because the reason that Joe and AJ made sense last year is it was all about. Because Joe was wife. all about Wendy. Yeah. It was all about Wendy. Yeah. And Wendy is there right. and AJ snaps. Makes total sense. Right. Kobe's kids hadn't been talked about yet. So it just, that didn't now, if they use this to start talking about the kids and you know whatever I know they have to tread lightly with that obviously uh, but if this starts that okay maybe that makes sense it was just weird it was a weird way to progress the story
1: yeah it was and it was just the match was decent I don't think it was that great and and, and the thing about Kofi is I, I, I love Kofi I think he's I think his his run up prior to WrestleMania was fantastic oh, I mean I, it couldn't have been booked any better you can't write that right and then after he won the title, like, the first few months, he was just, he was on fire. Mm-hmm. But I, as, like, his reign has gone on, it's not been, like, the greatest mm-hmm. WWE reign. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's totally fine. He's been kind of his own champion. Well,
0: I think that you're going to have that with a guy like Kofi. And right. I'm not trying to tear Kofi down at all. Kofi is a lifetime mid-carder. He yeah. Just, he just yeah. is. That's, that's... What he's been saddled with, he's been saddled with the guy who can do athletic stuff and who can do incredible escapes from eliminations in Royal Rumbles. That's who Kofi's been. And for a mid-carder to finally become champion, sometimes it's very underwhelming, and it is not what you want it to be.
1: And I think that kind of goes back, because I... I, I this this feud or this ring kind of reminds me of when the Miz first won the WWE championship. Yes. Because it was like it was a big deal when he won it. Like everybody loved it when he won it because it was he was one of those guys that you always thought could be a main eventer, mm-hmm. but never really got the opportunity until then. And his run as WWE champion was super forgettable. Sure. Super forgettable even because even
0: he even headlined and won at WrestleMania. And nobody remembers because it was The Rock. Like yeah. The
1: Rock came back and kind of took the thunder from everybody. That yeah. was two years that he was there. Um right. but like the Miz's, like, WWE t- like, title reign was one of those of, like, when people say, hey, did you remember the Miz was the champion? You were like, oh, yeah, he was during that weird time. And I don't necessarily think Kofi's at that extent. I think people will definitely remember that he's w- he's been WWE champion. He just hasn't had a great feud since Daniel Bryan. Right. And that kind of because, like, Daniel Bryan was a little injured after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They had to turn Kevin Owens' heel out of nowhere. And it just it never really kind of clicked anywhere. Right. Um, I think him and Joe could have gone places if it wasn't a one time thing. Yeah,
0: why was that just a one time match? I have
1: no idea. I feel so bad for Samoa Joe, but that's that's a different story. That's a different story for a different <laughs> that's, time. A, yeah, that yeah, that's a completely different podcast. Um, and so I don't know. Like this match, just it was it it was exactly what I thought it was going to be, except for the finish.
0: Right. Um, exactly. And the
1: finish just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth.
0: Yeah. Um, it left us wanting something settled, which is what they. Want us to feel, but
1: it just it, it sucks. didn't do it the. Right, it didn't feel like it was the right way. Right, like it was done the right way. Exactly. If like Kofi would have won by a roll up or like something like that would have happened, mm-hmm. I think it would have been better than a double countout because it just seems kind of like a lazy, cheap like finish to to match. So
0: it did. Yeah, absolutely, it did. Um, we'll talk about another awesome match from tonight, and that was Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus. Trish's final match. Um, you got all kinds of crazy spots in the match. Trish really showcasing that she can still go in the ring. Um, but we made the comment that she looked a little gassed there towards the end. Um, but just some really great stuff. You got Trish putting the figure eight on Charlotte. Um, Not necessarily, I don't think, a passing of the torch by Charlotte winning because, to me, she didn't have to pass it. Charlotte stole she it. She took it. She, she just stole took it. it. I mean, there's just no there's no two ways around that, yeah, Charlotte just took it, yeah, um, but a really great match, um a really good ending to Trisha's career, especially in Toronto. I think it makes all the sense in the world, so it was just I think it was really cool. I would like to see Charlotte go on a legend killer run like Randy Orton did. I think that would be really cool for her because, like Randy Orton, Charlotte has the credibility to make that claim. Right. Because she's that good. Yeah. You know?
1: I think with Charlotte, she she's definitely the best female wrestler on the main roster right now. Um Sasha's not there right now. Bailey was Bailey's good. Yep. But she's not like next level. Becky's really good, but I don't think she's Becky's the best Promo character, Be- best character. Yes, Charlotte's just the best in the ring. Yeah, Charlotte is a fantastic wrestler. I
0: hate to admit it, but as, like if you discount Sasha, yes, Charlotte is right there. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and I, this is a personal preference. I think Charlotte's the better wrestler than Char- uh, Sasha at times. I think it kind of depends, but I think Charlotte situational. For I sure. think overall Charlotte can do more than Sasha yep. can, and I think it kind of works more for her. Um, so I I really really enjoyed this match. I think up. I think like besides the main event because the main event was to me was the best match of the night. I think this was the second best match of the night. Sorry,
0: we didn't call that. Yes, main event was the match of the night. We all agree with that for sure.
1: I think this though. I think this was probably the second best match of the night. Yeah, I really really enjoyed this match because it was it wasn't like your normal run of the mill legend versus actual current roster member right now. Mm -hmm. This was like the legend was actually actually able to do as much, not as much, but was able to do a lot more than people thought. Um, she hit a top rope her and that was fantastic it was, crazy. it was picture perfect it was great um she did a lot of like really cool innovative stuff here that made her feel like she was still able, like she would still be able to hang sure um and so the the fact that charlotte won i think it's a massive rub for charlotte not like mm-hmm. she needed it but if anybody was deserves to have that rub it's charlotte sure. like it, it really adds charlotte to that next level and so for her to go on like a legend killer run i think that would be great i think it'd be um, cool um i I just, I don't know if, I don't know how many legends they would like, they would want to bring back. I mean, you could do a,
0: you could just do a couple, like you could only do the run for until like Royal Rumble or something, you know, have her in there with Lita have her in there with, you know, we saw Medusa or Londra Blaze at the Raw reunion. You know, maybe bring her back for a match. Maybe or like something. Molly Holly or, Molly or somebody Holly like that, yeah. Or, you know, yeah, somebody like that. You don't have to bring in too many. Right. Um, but the thing with that would be is you've already conquered the best. Yeah. Trish is the one. Right. You know, you've already conquered that one. Exactly. Um, but that being said, though, yeah, I, I, I would probably agree with you that it was the second best match of the night. Either that one or... AJ Ricochet, uh, which I tweeted out that I hoped was going to be the match of the night. Um, It fell a little bit short for me, and that was only because... They were given the proper amount of time, but they gave us a different match than what we have seen in any match they've done so far. Yeah. And they're that good that they can
1: do that. And this this definitely had the best finish of the night. Oh, best um, spot of the
0: night yeah. by far. So oh it
1: my was gosh. it was a really good match. And like when, when you say it didn't live up to par, like you have to realize when it comes to these two guys, it was still a great match. Oh, it was fantastic. It was a great match. For sure. Um
0: I would set the bar really, really high. Yeah, for them, and I,
1: I think I think we do that all the time. And then sometimes sometimes it like exceeds expectations. Which if it does that, then it's ridiculously high match. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, that's like.
0: Speaking of AJ Styles, we had this discussion tonight we we about did. the AJ Shinsuke match from WrestleMania 34. It wasn't
1: good. It wasn't. It wasn't the. I'm not going to say it was the worst thing in the world. Like some it people was, did.
0: It was good the problem was that the bar was set this is going to be better than new japan because it's at wrestlemania right
1: and and i never thought it would be better than new japan i thought it would be maybe a little lower to just as good right which is still an extremely high bar to have for that match and it did not it, it didn't deliver and it like it left a really really bad taste in a lot of people's mouth um
0: well okay i'll say this
1: but you were there so you have
0: i you, was you there know, um but I think that if they would have just had a one and done instead of carrying the feud out a little longer, I think that made it worse. Yeah. Carrying the feud out made it worse. And
1: I think it was put in a really bad spot. Oh, it was for sure. It was put sure. In a really bad spot. That spot where, like that spot where the middle, like Mania is like three fourths of the way in.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you have the main event up and there's like two matches in between. And then that spot is where they were. Yep. and it was a really rough spot mm-hmm. it was a really rough spot because the crowd's dead they're tired if this would have been like the start of the show or like towards the beginning of the show I think it would have been a lot better yep um it just it was it was extre- to me it was extremely slow it was extremely it was totally so. and slow and so, it never really picked up
0: and so so was tonight with yeah. AJ Ricochet. it was very slow especially for these two guys and I think that seems to be. A calling card for AJ. Yeah. Like, you want to put him in this certain box, and he looks at you, and he says, nope, not doing it, because he's, I'm doing he, what I want.
1: He's not really like a, he is in a sense, but he's not really like a fast-paced wrestler either. Not anymore, he's not. Um, And so, like, this match started off quick. Like, this sure match did. started off high, and you had Ricochet jumping off of Carl Anderson's shoulder, off of Luke Gallo's shoulder, and then hitting a hurricane run on oh AJ outside the ring. It was fantastic. Um... And then the, the obviously the ending spot with with the uh, he went to I don't Dude, even know like what he's something like that yeah he, AJ something. caught him power bombed him stood him back up hit the Styles Clash for the win so like I was I was really impressed with that it was just it was it was kind of a slower match but it 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 still left me satisfied sure like it didn't leave me as unsatisfied as Shinsuke and AJ did right. Um, and so I really, really think though that this was, this probably, this wasn't their best match because I think a couple weeks ago on Raw, they, they tore the house down. Extreme Rules match was incredible. And Extreme Rules match was was absolutely incredible. Um, so I, I think this was probably like one of their worst ones, but saying one of their worst ones is,
0: (laughs) it's it's still a better match than most
1: people can put on. So it was, it was a really, really good match.
0: You think Ricochet's new ring gear had anything to do with that?
1: See, I would have said yes Until Seth <laughs> came out in all black And then I was like, no like I, I just think it kind of I, I don't think he's going to wear that a whole lot I it, don't think he it will It either. looked really uncomfortable And it looked uh, really hot For those
0: of you who don't know what we're talking about Ricochet came out in a full body black suit That looked kind of like nightwing Nightwing, yeah um, But it was really cool It was definitely something different for him mm-hmm. um, It was really cool visual um, But it's just a dig at Ricochet And I really,
1: really like the new club logo
0: yeah, it's really cool. I love it. it
1: look, or the OC logo. I absolutely yep. love it. It looks it's awesome. It's
0: really cool. Uh, do you have any insight on why they call it the OC instead of just the club? They are the original club. Right.
1: Like, uh, they say the original, the only... Only one that matters. Yeah. Um, I just I think they kind of say that because the first club run was not great. Like, it kind of fell mm-hmm. flat. And then, obviously, you got, like, the whole... There's a whole lot of stuff going on in New Japan with Bullet Club where they're together, but they're kind of not. And it's just it's it's a really weird gotcha. kind of situation. So I think they're just kind of like, yeah, we're the only club that matters, though. Like, gotcha. the three of us were the only reason why. Like, Finn started it, but, like, when AJ joined Bullet Club, is, like, because when Finn started it, he kind of took them to this level. But mm-hmm. when AJ, like, joined them... It yeah. went to the next level, and it right. was ridiculous.
0: So Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, That I mean, that match was great. It really was. It wasn't match of the night for me because, again, I was thrilled with the Seth Rollins finish. But that being said, um, we discussed Trish and Charlotte, a uh, legend versus a, a current roster um, performer. Now we have to go to the other match that was a legend versus a current roster performer, and that was Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Um, Man, this match was exactly what it needed to be, but I was shocked that Dolph got in his two super kicks at the beginning of the match and actually knocked Goldberg down.
1: See, I really like that though. I oh, really, I, I love that, that it that. happened. And I am too, because I think it kind of gave, when he first hit it, it kind of gave you that Survivor Series reaction when Goldberg squashed Brock yeah. and you're like, are they really going to do this right now? Um, then he kicked out like one. Like he didn't even wait till two, he kicked no. out a one. Um, and then he just, he murdered, he murdered Dolph after that. Literally. I'm not, <laughs> really, I'm not the biggest Goldberg fan. No. And I've never, and granted, I didn't watch him growing up as a kid. He wasn't like, he wasn't the biggest thing. I never really heard of him until, you know, I was a little bit older. Fun fact though, my dad used to work with a guy who played football with him at the University of Georgia. Oh, cool. Um, and he said he was a really cool guy. Um, oh, interesting. but, I, I, I'm never really a big Goldberg fan, and especially after his last match with Taker, mm-hmm. I was like, this, "This, they don't need like he needs to be done." Yep. This was just exactly what it needed to be. Redemption. It was super safe. It was yep. spear, 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 Jack jackhammer, spear, spear. Like, it was, it was just, it was, it was completely, completely safe. And Dolph Ziggler is the only guy. That could have sold it as like as well as he did.
0: Sure. And nobody else sells like Dolph Ziggler right. on the roster. Nobody. And then you got Dolph with the microphone calling Goldberg back out twice, which was hilarious. But it makes no sense. It was funny, though.
1: And I feel so bad for Dolph. Like, I really do. You it's- know
0: what? I don't right now, and here's why. Because I think he's in the business of... All right, I'm making money. I'm just, getting paid I'm, to I'm, do just this. I'm just getting paid to do this. Yeah, and he, he says, you know what? They're going to pay me to do this. This is the spot they want me to be in. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my best, and I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Right? You yeah, know. Yeah. Definitely. So that's that's why I don't feel sorry for him, but at the same time, he's a fantastic performer, but as Shawn Michaels says, he is a second rate Shawn Michaels wannabe.
1: He is. He really is. He and he is. I just think he's I don't know. He he's he was he's in a weird spot right now.
0: And I don't know why that management won't get like behind him.
1: They I do didn't get it. They did for a little bit, but then they were like, nah. Like I know, I, I, and I don't good. get why. Yeah, I don't either. He he's got a, it all. He looks like he's got it all. He
0: cuts a great promo. He's yeah. got a great look. He sells better than anybody in the business. Yeah. Why don't... Is it because he's too much like Shawn Michaels? Probably. Do you think that's it?
1: Probably, and I think it's because he kind of came up in the era where if you weren't... Because he's not the biggest dude. Nope. And he kind of came up in the era where, you know, you had guys like... Cena who was jacked and you had guys like Orton who's jacked and Big Show and Kane and Taker and like all of these guys and so Big E Big E, and so like he's like he's not the biggest guy in the world and mm-hmm. so I think it's kind of like yeah you're you're small like we're just going to put you in the mid card we're going to give you the world title but that's really just to kind of give it to you um, and then we're going to stick with Vicky e Guerrero and make you
0: get rid of the money in the bank briefcase yeah and yeah. to have a big spot on the Raw. But that ADM. might
1: be the one of the best, got greatest cash-ins of all oh, time. it's fantastic. The, the pop he gets is it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's
0: fantastic. Um, but yeah, so Goldberg squashes Ziggler. Uh, the match that you missed at the beginning of the night was Becky and Natty, because you got here a little bit late. But Becky and Natty in a submission match. I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was a really interesting twist that you could not use the ropes to break the submission in the match. So it was that always been
1: a See, I or don't know that's matches? what we talked about.
0: I don't know if that's always been a thing, but it was in this match. That's, I like so that, it made I, I like it, but it made it kind of weird to be able to like the ground and pound looked very I don't want to say slow, but it it just didn't look as crisp. As it could Right Because the ropes didn't do anything Right Yeah yeah Like one of the spots was Natty put Becky in the sharpshooter On the top turnbuckle As she was like Wrapped around the ring post And so she's riding the ropes Right But you can't break it Because there's no rope break so was like a cool spot. So it's, it was yeah. it was cool, but it just I don't know. It felt really weird, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Um, it seemed like they were naturally going for the ropes. So yeah. it looked even weirder, right? Yeah. Um, but it was a it was a decent match. Uh, we didn't get the Ronda Rousey appearance like I thought we were going no to. No Ronda or Sasha. No Ronda. No Sasha. Um, no really. I mean, we saw Bret Hart for a split second. The The big pop of the night was seeing Edge. On, you know, spear on the Elias at though. the pre-show. That should have
1: started off the show.
0: I think it should have, too. Yeah. Especially if you're going to have Edge. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't been physical for a long time. He's on the no contact list, yet he's able to do a spear tonight. So that deserved to be on the show to me.
1: I mean, he does kind of have, like, one of the ugliest and, like, safest spears. So. He does. That's true. And so I think, I think it worked. And it's Elias, like anybody shows up and beats Elias up, it's going to be great. Cool. And he was like the one guy that I think people were like that wouldn't show up to SummerSlam. Like mm-hmm. Christian can show up and get physical. Sure. That'd be fine. But Edge is like one of those guys of like he had to retire way too early mm-hmm. and he was still in like the prime of his career. He was. When he had to retire. I remember when I first started like watching, watching wrestling, he was my guy. He yep. was my favorite guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too. Um,
1: And so I like, I'm a huge Edge head. Like I absolutely love it. And so seeing him like having to retire really sucked but then seeing him mm-hmm. like come back and do stuff like that was really really cool
0: like the rated R superstar was one of those heels that he did his job and everybody hated yep. him I loved it but when he
1: was a baby face against Chris Jericho it worked too yeah and it so did. it was like it, it was this really
0: cool the,
1: the weird like the feud I remember with him the most though is <laughs> the one with him and uh, Kane when he kidnapped Paul Bearer yep. and like tortured him. Yep. And but like everyone loved it and I was like this is so weird but I absolutely love every second of this. Absolutely.
0: So it was cool that Edge showed up even if it was on the pre-show that was pretty cool. Um I know we had Bailey and Ember Moon that match was, you know, it was okay. Bailey wins. Um what else did we have on the we main card? We had my that I'm favorite forgetting? match.
1: Uh-oh. Of the night not my favorite match of the night but the favorite person to lose of the night. When Kevin Owens, oh yes, Kevin Owens, the the best in the world, um, Shane Shane McMahon. McMahon.
0: Sorry, yeah, Um, which was not bad. Um, They played up the Elias being the enforcer a little too much, I thought, Um, but it was cool the way that you know Shane was able to. where Kevin was able to beat Shane, I'm sure there's going to be some fallout from this. Probably. Because Kevin broke all the rules to be able to beat <laughs> him. He attacked the referees. He low-blowed Shane and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I'm sure there's going to be some fallout from that. Yeah. Shane's not gone, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah.
1: No, I, I, But I really enjoyed this match because I think it kind of shows that Kevin Owens might be the biggest babyface face in the company right now.
0: It also helped that he was in Canada. Right, yeah. But I think
1: I think he would have got cheered like that against Shane almost anywhere. Sure. Um, and so I, I really absolutely love that the crowd was completely against Shane, yep. like completely against Shane. There was zero
0: people in that arena cheering for Shane. I know you said you heard, yeah, but some I think it was, I think beginning. it was just them trying to be f- exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: Um, so like when when Shane like is getting booed, like nobody's business. He got a few like you can't wrestle chance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you mm-hmm. know we got a lot of Shane, uh, Shane, you suck chance was, was always great. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I love that like Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens as a heel. It was one of those guys that you could like you could love a, you could love him as a heel. Yeah. Because he's just so funny. Yeah. And he's so charismatic. As a baby face, he's even better. Because like I didn't even realize this the first time um watching through through the replay. But at, right after he low-blowed Shane, the referee kind of gets back in and does the corner. He looks at him, gives the ref a thumbs up and then hits a stunner <laughs> and pins him one, two, three, That's and it's like he does stuff like that and his timing is so great and he's yeah. really good in the ring and he's great on the mic. Um and I think Kevin Owens could end up being not stone cold but like a stone cold character where right. people love him like to death you know and yeah. like would do anything for him
0: I think you're right I think he is probably the number 1 baby face in the company right now pending what happens with Seth Rollins obviously that's Um. Well, we'll see what happens there. I think Kevin's gotten. You know, he surpassed Kofi Kingston at this point. Yeah. I would would say coming out of WrestleMania, Kofi was the guy. Yeah. You know, but I think Kevin has surpassed him at this point. Um. Are we missing anything else from from SummerSlam? I don't. I don't think we. I don't think. I think we we covered everything as far as matches go. No, there was no tag matches. What do you think of that? Um, No tag matches on the card. That was Vince McMahon's dream card, right there. It was.
1: I don't know. Like, there's a lot of good tag teams right now on Raw and SmackDown. Um, it might be like a punishment to the Usos mm-hmm. for you know all the issues he's going through right now. Right. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I thought we'd have got to see like an, a, a revival versus OC versus you know somebody, somebody like, yeah. um, to see something like that. So it was, it was really weird. They don't care about the tag team division at all. Um, so I, I don't. It's not really surprising. It just kind of sucks. I mean, that they kind of got, you know, the shaft like that.
0: It was totally. Weird. I mean, we saw one tag match on the pre-show and that was the Iconics and Alexa and Nikki Cross.
1: Dressed as Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Uh, yes.
0: Shout out to Alexa Bliss for incredible gear coming out like Buzz Lightyear and doing the laser pointer thing in the middle of the match. It was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I lost it when she did that. That was great. Um, but, man, we you started the show by saying that SummerSlam overall was probably better than TakeOver. I would definitely agree with that but I would definitely say that SummerSlam fell short of SummerSlam 2018. Um, And I say that only because we had – A lot of shocking moments last year from Roman Reigns finally beating Brock Lesnar to the demon showing up out of nowhere to Becky Lynch turning heel to AJ Styles snapping. You had all of these things that happened last year. I just think last year was an overall better show. Um, This year, we only got the one title change at the end of the night Um, and even though it was only three and a half hours long, which I applaud them for, yeah. they did a great job of timing out the show. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I I don't know. It just kind of felt weird a lot of the night.
1: There was no shock factor. I right. mean, the, the shock factor was definitely Seth beating Brock. Right. And probably the shock factor going to The Fiend as well. Yeah. Um, as an experience. But like, even like the last two pay-per-views that we've got, well... You had Extreme Rules, and then before that was Stomping Grounds, and that we don't we, we don't mention that pay per view, no. and then the one before that was Money in the Bank, right?
0: Yeah, it's Super Showdown somewhere in there. Yeah, I don't count that one. But either. you don't count that. Um,
1: one. so like Brock winning Money in the Bank was a shock factor mm-hmm. for sure. Extreme Rules, Brock cashing in, yep. was the massive shock factor there too. So like here, I was expecting you know at least Ronda showing up, yeah, Sasha showing up. Somebody getting busted open,
0: yeah. didn't um, get the help.
1: Nothing like that really happened, but I think overall, like the shock factors are really cool, and like they make they can help a pay per view kind of progress. But what I really loved about this was like the worst match, like the worst match of the card was either Kofi and Randy or Ember and Bailey, mm-hmm. and both those matches were good. Yeah, they like both bad. those matches were good. It's so, like there wasn't a bad match on the card, right? Um, and so I really applaud them for that. Three and a half hours is great. Ten matches is perfect i absolutely love that um so i don't know i think i think i would prefer this one over last year's summer slam you think so um Mm -hmm. because i think the ending the ending of a pay-per-view is what people are going to remember the most Sure, and I'm more ha- like I'm much more happier this year after SummerSlam than last year. Sure, um, so I think that's kind of like the big factor to me. But this is two pay per views in a row that the main roster has put on where they've been. Both shows have been great. Yeah, both shows have been really top notch, and so I, I think this is a good start and this is a good run for them where they went through the lows, and I think they're starting to kind of come back up, hopefully, and trying to peak before they go to Fox in, in October.
0: Hopefully, I mean, uh, we can only hope so. Um, well, man, that's, that's SummerSlam that we, we kind of covered everything. I can't wait to see what happens on Raw and SmackDown this week to see if we get any NXT call-ups, if we get Johnny Gargano, if we get some stuff like that. Um, I don't, um, uh, I, I don't know, man. I think, I think you're right. I think we're on an upward trajectory to see what happens, uh, until we head towards Fox, um, but I think it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see where where they go with Seth. Who's next for AJ? Um, who's next for Ricochet? Even because I guess everybody's high on him backstage. It's definitely going to be interesting. Um, to see where they go. Uh, That being said, though, as we get ready to wrap up this show, man. Um. Not only do we wrap up this show, we're going to wrap up this podcast um, coming up this week. You have been on this podcast numerous times. Um, you have listened to this podcast basically since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been absolutely awesome to have you on the show. Um, just talk about how fun it's been, and just just the cool things that you know. Because not only have we gotten to record podcasts together, is since then we've watched countless events <laughs> together, um, and we've got to do got to go to events together, and do both cool good stuff like and that. Bad events, yeah, yeah, both good and <laughs> bad. That is correct. So the podcast has really opened us up to be able to to hang out and to go to yeah. different kind of things. So that's been really cool.
1: Yeah, I think because I didn't really know that you like watched wrestling until I heard that you started this podcast oh yeah um and so I was like oh that's cool that he like he watches wrestling and things like that and he's starting a podcast that's really really cool and then I remember it was like our first or second season playing church league or playing softball we got a practice and I was wearing a Young Bucks Uh t-shirt and I remember you walked up to me and you're like so you are like a massive wrestling fan because you wouldn't have a Young Bucks T-shirt if you didn't. And I was like, exactly, exactly. yeah, yep. I'm a huge wrestling fan. So it kind of started there. Yep. Um, yeah, and I've been on this show five or six times now, mm-hmm. if not more. Um, you know, we we've, we've watched ma- most of the major pay per views together. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the NWA show together, which is a big memory. Like that was a sure. great, great show. Yeah. Um, even the 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 House of Hardcore show we went to. Um, wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but it was still fun. Yeah, you know, it, was it was still fine.
0: entertaining. So it was fun.
1: No, no, this 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 podcast has really given a lot of like great memories, and um, I'm looking forward to see where it goes.
0: Well, we'll uh, give you some more information on that this coming Friday, um, but you will, as our resident indie expert, <laughs> you will continue to make appearances on this show uh, once we relaunch. There will always be a spot for the indie competition. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm I'm looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much for checking out a review of SummerSlam. Uh, Shoot us some feedback at Music City Mania on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, That'll still be up for a while, and you'll be able to access uh, all of our past episodes for a little while, and then we're going to go away, learn a new hold, and then we'll be right back at you, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, But for Andy York jumping on with me, I am your phenomenal host, Chris Belcher. Thanks for checking out the Music City Mania podcast. We will catch you guys this Friday for one more for the road.